Peoria, Illinois, July 1972. 18-year-old Randy Emmert found himself reporting his sighting of a subhuman bipedal creature that was seen by him and his friends a little over a month earlier. Randy told the local newspaper he had originally decided to keep the sighting to himself as he thought those that would hear the story would think he was crazy. Later, he would feel compelled to report his experience after reading a story about sightings of a mysterious creature with a similar description as the one he saw in the state of Louisiana. It would seem in the early 1970s, Middle America found itself besieged by strange creatures that lurked in the forests and waterways. Numerous accounts of witnesses being pursued or even assaulted by inhuman beasts often issuing out unearthly screeches and howls. One town in southwest Illinois found itself thrown into a monster hunting frenzy after one of these inhuman horrors terrorized two families in a single night. This case file joined the theorists as they indulge in a few alcoholic libations while engaging in slovenly deliberations pertaining to eldritch abominations with blood-chilling vocalizations in the Enfield Monster. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 234, The Enfield Monster. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And before we get going, uh, we got to do a big old rip dip 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 it's your birthday. Rip dip 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 it's your birthday. Happy birthday to one... And only Zell. What what year is it? We there's lots of guesses on social media of how old you are. But uh, when you have to put in your account details when you create an account with these modern sites, uh, the date does not go back nearly far enough. <laughs> so on those sites, it says I'm 34 because I like the year of the dragon, 1988. I thought it was a good year to pick. Uh, but yeah. dragon, Dracula, what? 88. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. When was uh when was the oldest driest? Like eighteen thousand years ago, I believe. The so older driest. The oldest, the oldest of the driest is when I <laughs> came here. So, I lost count a long time ago. Thirty-four in your in your current uh, social already, media agendas. You already half cut. Half. <laughs> <laughs> I had, Fairly cut. I had a couple. I had a couple. A couple at dinner. I, and you know what? Anytime someone offers to take you out for dinner. Oh you get eight beers. Absolutely. You're like, what's my limit? And they go, no limit. I go, all right. <laughs> I go in, I order a beer and I whisper to the server. Keep it coming. Every 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> He's paying. Nice. Yeah. Good day though. Another, a Monday, nothing, nothing uh, too spectacular for a birthday. Yeah. Not much you can do on Mondays. Uh, anyways, this case fall. We're we're back doing the monster mash on this one with a good old fashioned monster sighting. Oh, it's been a little while. Uh, yeah, researching for this one, it, it was kind of fun because I was uh, poking around on topics and things like this. So it's like um, uh, we discussed it in the last what was it the uh, during our alien abduction series where it's always you want you want to find the 
the topics and the events that like have a real physical encounter. I think those ones are a lot easier to to take more seriously, with at least t- in my opinion. With a timeline and yep. Right. And you have like you have multiple witnesses um, you know, that can corroborate uh, descriptions and things like this and, and what went, actually went down. And then actually having people who physically interacted with something, you know, that's uh, you know, as opposed to sometimes, you know, you get a lot of just like, oh, I have these fleeting glance uh, or uh, yes. yeah. Kind of, I have an impression that yeah. something happened. You know, some of these kind of, which um, a lot of times you have with alien abduction yeah. encounters. But this one, not too often, you get one that's uh, a monster stepped on my foot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like pretty. <laughs> so uh, this one is the uh, we said mentioned before the Enfield monster, uh, which the first reports of this unknown creature began around April twenty fifth of nineteen seventy three uh, in the uh, southern area of Illinois. So uh, the monster is named after Enfield, uh, which is a village in White County, Illinois, United States. Uh, the population at the time of the sighting was probably around. Let's see, the census has nineteen seventy had it at like seven hundred and sixty four. Current Ooh. population seven hundred and ninety four. So experiencing oh, rapid <laughs> growth. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> This place is fucking uh, hopping. <laughs> uh, so it is, yes, it is a very uh, small town monster, uh, literally, kind of. So um, the, fir- the first thing you get is that um, a 10-year-old Greg Garrett was actually out playing in the backyard of his rural home uh, while his parents were inside watching TV, probably watching like Gomer Pyle or something, I don't know, 1970s TV. Um, and the parents were actually startled when Greg busted in through the door, the back door and was crying hysterically. Uh, you know, according to the boy, is some thing, uh, some type of, you know, the, the kid, uh, for lack of a better word or whatever, it's just some type of otherworldly abomination, which seemed to be uh, like to his description or a quick description that he gave was like, a, you know, from the best they could get from a hysterically crying 10-year-old, I guess, was a, a their guesses were probably around five feet tall. This thing had three legs that I could see. Uh, and of those legs, it, had, it also had short, stumpy little arms. Mom, uh, dad, which seemed to an be- otherworldly abomination just stepped on my foot. He was a very verbose 10-year-old, I'm sure. <laughs> High vocabulary. <laughs> uh, and he had, um, uh, had claws at the, at the end of these, these small little hands. So I'm picturing, I mean, you could probably picture some type of like little T-Rex hand situation yeah. going on here. Um, and it was covered claws. with a, what seemed to be like a, a gray skin and it was either... Um, just described it as being kind of either like a, a, a moist or like a slimy <sighs> uh, texture to it. With these large, probably one of its most distinctive features is these large red eyes. Now, um, the the boy was fortunate enough because this beast, I guess, caught him completely by surprise. Like it it seems from his account that this thing kind of leapt out from some uh, like a copse of bushes or something that were near him and just like pounced on him and actually stomped. On his feet, like a you know, as a I imagine some type of like, you know, how dogs are or some types of those kinds of pack uh, predators or something. I imagine like you, they go for the feet first, right? Because you're trying to thing whatever. But the fortunately for the monkeys, uh, for do that Greg, too, don't they? Going for feet? Yeah, they go for hands and feet. Ugh. I think so. Or yeah, they eyes, go for hands and feet, yeah. and then they rip off your face, your eyes, and your tongue, and your nose. They just <laughs> no, they rip off that off. Else. Yeah, but I've heard that they like they, they bite off your hands and feet. 
Oh my god! I remember that lady savages. on Oprah. She had no face, no hands. Oh, that was the ch- like the chimp that destroyed yeah. her. The chimpanzee attack. Oh yeah, yeah that was that was brutal. Not good pets, people. Don't no, take them. Right. No, it's not worth. Well, Neither is luckily, Anfield Monster apparently. <laughs> uh, luckily for ten-year-old uh, Greg Garrett, the uh, the monster seemed more preoccupied with his shoes than he was ripping off his face. Because oh shit, assumed, are these like, the new Chuck Taylors? <laughs> well, if you think about it, say if those things were on loose and it it pounced on him to grab him, and this kid like falls out of his shoes and runs away, and this monster is seemingly thinks that he he he's got his feet right, he's gnawing with his little T Rex arms, tearing those suckers <laughs> apart, right before he leaps and bounds away. So maybe the yeah, kid I- they just popped off his feet; they were too loose, but that maybe saved his life. So uh, with the creature, you know, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what allowed the uh, 10-year-old Garrett to uh, flee and actually make it to the safety of his home with his parents. So after this, um, you know, they calmed him down. But about now, in the timeline of the encounters of the things, like I said, you had multiple witnesses and probably like the meat of this encounter, you could say, comes from about a half an hour later where this creature would make a second appearance for that evening. And this time it would be in the Garrett's next door neighbor's uh, home where you have uh, Henry McDaniel making the report. So Henry McDaniel was a, uh, I guess they described him in the local newspaper as a local antique dealer. I'm sure he dealt in world's uh, oldest tractors just, and such. No, the guy I'm just sure. fucking, he didn't miss a Sunday. Yard sales every time. <laughs> yeah. Never he, from what I read is like he, he refinished like old furniture and stuff. So like yeah, he's like okay. a modern day so, yeah, hipster. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just rest- well, claim beechwood and shit. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's not a profitable job. Refinishing furniture, I'll tell you something. Yeah, it's no. <laughs> not on your. You tell that to those Hallmark TV shows with the fucking handsome dudes with no shirts refinishing. Oh, uh, you got to strip the lacquer. You got to sand down. Oh, it's not. It's, <laughs> people just don't realize it's not worth it. Just buy a new table, people. Come on. <laughs> Uh, so this evening, McDaniel and his wife are returning from a meeting, is what is reported. I, I, a meeting for what? I'm not sure. I mean, I imagine it's like a meeting of like local antique dealers, like the the group local chapter of antique dealers. Antiques <laughs> Roadshow yeah. came to town. They were fucking meeting. <laughs> it would be it. no shit. antiquities <laughs> would fit nicely as usually um, characters from most H.P. Lovecraft like horror novels are all antiquity dealers. Are we a hundred percent sure? That he had a wife because I saw it on one thing that he had a wife. Every other, every other account that I read was that he was a single father. I heard he was a widower. A widower? Yeah. Uh, So so I was, I was never too sure because I did see it on the one that it was him and his wife. And then every other one, it was just him. He's by himself. He's raising these kids all by. uh, Well, yeah, after the encounter. Yeah, I'm not like I'm pretty sure I had that. Okay, so either way, he's Danny. Yeah. He's Danny Tanner, or is not. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we don't know if he's Danny Tanner or not. Now, when McDaniel returned, uh, Sans wife or with wife, we're not sure. Uh, when he returned to the house, apparently the the children were already clamoring in a panic about something trying to enter the house uh, through specifically through the window where the AC unit for the house was installed. And, and oh. these aren't little kids; these are like it's like a thirteen year old and a fifteen year old at the time. Like they're not like they're not like young, t- young young children. Youngins, min- yeah, they're they're. You know, teenagers, 
and they're they're freaking out because like someone's scratching at the door. It's trying to pull off the f- fucking window AC and crawl in that way. Terrifying. And so from yeah, so from an article in the Mountain Vernon Register News uh, from April twenty seventh, nineteen seventy three, uh, after. McDaniel got this from his kids, like, you know, probably trying to write it off at, you know, at the time it's probably like, I, they're just making stuff up or, you know, overactive imaginations. He actually heard something scratching at the door. What? And one account read that he was first kind like, he didn't really believe them, but he was kind of alerted because he was like, well, shit, it does look like the AC and it's been like jimmied back and it's not sitting normal right and he wasn't sure if it was maybe some some rough housing or something that had knocked up some but he Rakins. was like but he had seen he was like he noticed that the ac was shimmied like wasn't how it should be it looked like someone had moved it loose so he was kind of he was like oh, okay well that's maybe a little weird and then all of a sudden on the door the door hello 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 who's out there well, yeah, he uh, so McDaniel, according to him, kind of flung open the door and staring at him from right on his front porch was this a creature of some type that was nothing that looked like it could have been of this earth from the description. Um, his description matches uh, what Garrett kind of said that they saw, he saw. So you had this thing with these three legs, uh, some type of a kind of short, stubby body, like malformed kind of body that you would imagine some type of creature that from this planet, not very well formed. Uh, You have two, the two little short T-Rex arms coming out. And then it said uh, one of the things that stuck with him or struck him uh, as a distinctive quality was the two (laughs) pink eyes as big as flashlights. So, um, oh shit. So there's like these two pink eyes scaring as, you know, reddish eyes or something that from some reports, like these things were actually glowing. So, or giving off either reflecting or giving off their own light kind of depends on, um, when they're looking at it, I guess. And then it stood about four and a half feet tall is grayish colored. And it was trying to get into the house. Like they're scratching at the door. Yeah. Oh, he, God. I guess, and he like, he opens the door, sees this thing. They have a moment of like ah! panic. And he's just like, uh, nope, shut the door. <laughs> Wrong house. <laughs> so, so wait, wait, wait uh, yeah, so, so let's just, let's stop there for a second. So we got, they claim th- like a tr- it's a tripod alien or creature. So yeah. that's what they described is like the, the it's it seemed to be like that whatever it was situated on and how it was standing it's definitely not bipedal but it, there's just the definite mention between Garrett the you know Garrett's description and McDaniel's description is that it had three like e- legs even legs like three or, even legs or a fucking this thing was hung that's like what I was about to hung. ask <laughs> Like big fucking time. <laughs> Third leg. Like that's the why he's scratching on everybody's door because he wants to show you. Be like, hey, what do you think of this? Eh? Can I? Impressive, isn't it? Can I interest you? Yeah. What do you think? Hello. And then two. Uh, so we're talking. T- so T Rex arms. Right? Two little T Rex arm coming out of the breast like, area. Like one joint. Arms. Like one joint just in the wrist or something. Can't really get much into it. Yeah, with little claws on the on so my I, hands. So that's what he's scratching the door with. He's just like getting yep. real close. Real, and, real close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got I got a picture. Uh, yeah. Oh my I was, god. I so was what actually, if this, what if this thing's just got a fucking foot fetish? It didn't attack the kid, so it just fucked his shoe. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> See, well, I was going to say, does he have bad eyesight? But then they said there's two giant flashlight. So I'm talking like a, like spotlight size eyeballs, right? Yeah, I mean, but for them, flashlight, you know, like a 1970s flashlight. So probably like the size of like a still like a mag you know, ones. That's, that's a, a big, big yeah, that's, that's a, a big giant eye, eye though. That's a big eye. Like that's a just, tennis ball. That's a big eye. Tennis ball size. It's about the I mean, those eyes are big on eyes this eyes. thing. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably about that size. Uh, I was actually surprised by how much actual artwork there is of the Enfield monster out there. It's unbelievable. Like there, is a, there is a number, there is a, a large number of just uh, artists' depictions, renditions, uh, imaginations of what this creature is from these descriptions that were kind of printed out because nobody ever really got a good photo of the creature. We just have these uh, descriptions to go off of. But there were there are tons of just people like drawing out and like pretty good ones. Hashtag look it up because they are yeah. a lot of them terrifying. <laughs> yeah. The it's thing, not something the you want of showing up on your porch at like 8 p.m. at night. Yeah. That's not something you'd be happy about. <laughs> uh, so McDaniel sees this creature uh, standing there uh, scratching at probably his front door. Like not, he probably opened the front door and there's probably, I think there's like probably like, you know, the screen door kind of there and this thing like scratching oh. at the edges. Uh, <laughs> he catches it like scratching there and then he slams the door shut and his of course you know a very American response or probably anybody a universal response is that he heads into his bedroom boy, into his dresser where he keeps get my boy, get me my gun boy I get my 22 <laughs> not not, uh, not a, a highly effective uh, handgun to really ward off a, a 22 you can fucking turn his insides into a blender man with a 22 <laughs> you fucking maybe you're fighting a cryptid a twenty-two. Right now, you yeah, but it's, it's just going to ricochet. It's going to ricochet inside and well, fucking just eviscerate all his fucking organs. Not, well, not necessarily. What if it hits a bone first, then it's going out? Well, yeah, but it could. It could. Like, that's why we we anything like you shoot that thing in the stomach. Oh fuck. Yeah, but we're talking. If, yeah, could, if you shoot a, let's say, if we're talking about human soft skin, but what, you don't know what this fucking uh, cryptid's got. It's got gray, gray oily, moist skin. Alligator, it's alligator glistening. skin. It's glistening. <laughs> Looks like a slimy elephant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, he retrieved his twenty-two pistol and a flashlight from his uh, bedroom dresser, and then walked back up to the front door and flung it back open. Now, at this point, uh, McDaniel said that the the creature was about probably about twelve feet from where it had been on his front porch, and McDaniel fired immediately fired four shots bang, in quick bang, succession bang. I feel at like, this creature. I feel like this is every like this is every gun toting American's moment. They're like, this is what I've been waiting for. This is my excuse. I get to get my fucking gun and I get to shoot the fuck out of something. That gun's been loaded in that front desk for it's years. Itching, right? Like that's why you have that shit. I mean, 1970s, that was your home security system. You know, Southern <laughs> Southern Illinois, I'm pretty sure. Um yeah, it's like uh, you know, he got the opportunity to kind of shoot a monster. You know, yeah, you I, get to be a real monster yeah. slayer at this point. So uh, McDaniel is quoted as saying that when he f- when I fired the first shot, I know I hit it. Uh, he said that the creature kind of gave out this this very distinctive and and memorable hiss, uh, reminiscent of a wildcat, and then uh, which McDaniel I guess was <laughs> was able to imitate for the police after they arrived. <laughs> which is yeah, how does it sound? Plays What's out a pretty wildcat funny? sound like? Can't think of you. Like Why cats make a lot of noises? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, even, 
<laughs> I mean, I've seen the video of the two uh, the two bobcats, like the two lynxes uh, uh, or whatever. Yeah. Like talking. <laughs> That's pretty close, I think. That sounds about yeah, right. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Not bad. And uh, as as quick as that creature had arrived, uh, it fled. Like, And it was pretty fast because McDaniel said he remembered it just covering about what he estimated about it, somewhere between 50 and 75 feet and three jumps, hops. Like it didn't, it didn't like scurry off. It's got these three powerful legs, I assume, but it's just three jumps. Like woof, 50 woof, to woof. 75 feet and three jumps. It's pretty yes. impressive. It's pretty impressive. So uh, the, the McDaniel wow. home apparently was uh, uh Well, you got three legs, uh, I guess. <laughs> three powerful. Three powerful you know, legs. legs. I, I mean, that seems to be... From some of the descriptions, uh, like we're going to talk about some of the other ones, but like it seems that hopping is kind of its main. I I, I would assume that's like its escape uh, locomotion events because some some descriptions have it kind of like a screen, like there's not really hopping. It kind of like moves. What's it? It feels like it'd be awkward having the th- three legs to like. <laughs> you're either doing a scurry or something else because I feel like the legs would kind of get in the way of each other. I think, you know, I would theorize that that's like its escape mechanism, right? It's like normally when it's just kind of, uh, when it's, it's a in normal, just, yeah, it just kind of like, you know, wanders around, uh, three legs kind of moves around. It's, you know, three legs wouldn't be that bad, you know, if you're a, you know, mm-hmm. you're a creature adapted to that kind of locomotion. I think it would be, it might be pretty effective. I could see um, you swinging two legs forward. Oh, placed, and one placed, back leg. And then, and then one swings through the middle and propels you as the other oh, two. Oh, I, like yeah. I like that. I like too. that a lot. Because <laughs> I could I imagine, I could just imagine like how, I could just, in my mind, I can just picture this creature running like that. So it's more of a gallop then. Yeah. Three leg gallop. But it's, gallop. it's, back, it's back legs <laughs> jacked. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they didn't, actually, they didn't make a, they didn't make a note on how big the back leg. I can, yeah, it's twice the size. Just oh, it's a tree trunk. Fl- yeah, it's a big old veiny leg. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Big veiny triumphant motherfucker back yeah. there. Yeah. Sings fucking Quadzilla. <laughs> yeah. It needs a new name. Never skips leg day. <laughs> Never. Just the one leg though. <laughs> yeah, the other two just vestigial legs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, McDaniel lost sight of it after, you know, that evening, uh, after it disappeared in some brush near a railroad embankment near his home. Uh, so after that, it was gone, right? And then he was, uh, you know, he was thought of, you know, a pretty good idea. We should call the police because he had no idea what he had just seen. And then the police were kind of got themselves out there. And that's where we get a lot of the, uh, the reports. Well, of did what, you hear that what actually you hear happened. phone ringing? Yeah, I think we, we have a recording of that. Anfield Police Department. Sheriff, Sheriff, it's yeah. Henry McDaniel here. Now go ahead, now Henry. Is this uh, is this uh, the non-emergency line? Now, now Henry, I'll tell you what's emergency, what's not emergency. Now go ahead, now boy, tell me. All right, Sheriff, are you sitting? No, but God damn it, Henry, don't waste my time. Let's go, Sheriff. I just seen a creature. You whoa, whoa now, you, you tell me you seen a creature. Sheriff, I seen a creature right a outside creature. My, right, a creature right a outside creature. my house. I took oh a shot God. at it. You shot at a creature? Yeah, Sheriff. This this creature had he had three legs. No, was, you said this creature hold, hold, hold on a second now, boy. You said that creature's got three legs? Sheriff, as I live and breathe, three legs it had. Now now I, now listen now. That, that that reminds me of something now. 
Because the other day, I'll tell you what, I saw the little Williams boy. The little Williams boy was running around town flashing, streaking. And I went after him now. And I said, hey, little Williams boy, you better stop there and turn around. And the first thing I thought, God damn it, that boy got three legs. Got a little bit closer. He hung like a fucking donkey. Now, I'm telling you, the kid is packing an iguana. So Sheriff. you sure you didn't see? You sure it wasn't little Williams boy? Sheriff. Sheriff, it was no Williams boy. There, Sheriff, this thing bounded. 75 feet and three jumps. Now, I'll be honest with you now. I'm telling you, this thing's pretty big. If that little Williams boy really wanted to, he could probably bind that thing up and just use it like a pogo stick. Sheriff, Sheriff, there's no no penis, okay? There's no penis on <laughs> oh, this thing. Okay, hold on now. So, so you're saying it's a it's a lady creature? Sheriff, what? The lady Sheriff, creature? No, Sheriff, Sheriff, I don't know if it was a man creature or a lady well, creature, but it did it did have... It had little, two little hands coming out of its breast area. Oh, it's got little titty arms. You say it's got titty arms? Sher- Sheriff, it had two two arms. It was, yeah. they, and they came out of the breast area, just two little, little arms. Oh, hold on. Now, you hush up, boy. I know exactly. You know what it was? You got little old Louise Sullivan. She's going for her nightly walks. Now, everybody knows Louise Sullivan. She got those five to six inch nipples. And those things are pointing out everywhere now. You better not have shot Louise Sullivan, boy. Sheriff, Sheriff, I know it was not Louise. Well, then what the hell was it? Well, hey, 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 you guys ever heard of uh, that show? Uh, uh, was it The Crocodile Hunter? There's, there's those, uh, uh, you know, they, they jump in uh, South Africa. Now, get on to it now, boy. What are you talking about? What you on about? A kanga... Kanga. Is it the a kanga? The kanga. The kanga who? Kangaroo. Boy, kangaroo. The adults are talking here now. Kangaroo. Henry, go ahead now. Now, Sheriff, Sheriff, I, I know you didn't just ask me if it was a kangaroo because you know I served in word in WW2. That's right. Thank you for your service. And I was I was stationed in Australia and I was fighting the Nazis side by side with kangaroos. And I tell you, this was no <laughs> Now hold kangaroo. on a second now, boy. Now hold on a second now. Would you ride in them kangaroos? Did you climb on top? Did Sheriff, you fight with them? Sheriff, I prefer Were not to Were they your friends? Was it a pet? I prefer not to talk about WW2. All right? I want to talk about this creature. The creature. That I shot that is running through the forest, Sheriff. All right, now, hold on now. Hush up. I got a problem. Listen, what we're going to do. We're going to get a lineup. So go ahead now. Listen here, deputy. You go ahead now and get that little big dick Williams boy. I'm going to go round up Louise Sullivan with a big five-inch nipples, and we're going to find ourselves a kangaroo, and we'll find out which was which. And that's that's the... That was it? That's the legend of the Enfield Mall. They had a lineup. <laughs> They did. They brought in a kangaroo. They brought in a girl with five-inch nipples. And anybody else? Was that it? And the Big Dick Williams boy. Uh, big, yeah, the uh, big, big Dick, Dick Williams. Williams. <laughs> and the Crocodile Hunter in 1973. Or Big, or big Willie Williams, <laughs> uh, as he went by. Yeah, I would have went with Captain Kangaroo, because uh, <laughs> that was a show at that time. <laughs> it's the Crocodile Hunter. But yeah, they it's did, it's, it's like, he called the non-emergency line. He's like, ah, I shot something. I don't know what it is. And they're like... I guess he had a reputation in town where they're like, all right, well, like he's he's not one to bullshit, so let's go take a peek. Here's at- the thing. Also, the fact that like you like let's go let's get into this guy's mindset right now. Like, yeah, obviously he was a little bit frazzled, but at the same time, okay, he hit this thing. So he obviously took aim at it. 
right? He got a good, he obviously got a good look at it. It was right at his it. fucking door yeah. when he opened so the door. so he got a good look at it. And then after shooting this fucking thing, he comes inside and calls the non-emergency line. Like, this is not a guy that's shitting his pants right now. Right? This is a guy being like, I just saw something. I don't know what the fuck it is. I better go call somebody and let them know. I shot at it. I hit it. But it's not really an emergency yet. Yeah, he's like, listen, I, it was fucking weird, but it is what it is. But to be... So that, that being said, you said he's not known for being a bullshitter. Oh, I heard otherwise. Well, they get one of the troopers on scene, and uh, he they like they're like, well, this guy's not you know seems to be telling I, the truth. He's not drunk. I listened right? to an interview. He's not, he's not crazy. I listened, I listened to an interview with the the Enfield mayor at the time. Somebody interviewed him, and he's like, he told a story about how uh, uh, his house, uh, Henry's house, caught on fire. And the fire department came, put out the, they extinguished the flames. And the mayor was on the volunteer fire department at the time. And then Henry came out and was like, hey, there was, there's $4,000 on my table. Now it's gone. One of you firefighters took it. I'm going to need it back. And everybody's, and the, the mayor is like this guy, like, first of all, come he's on. not known to be a guy that would even have that kind of money. Well, hey, listen, all, he's listen, he got, he was, listen, don't blame him. He, fucking antiquing is, wasn't working out, man. He was <laughs> yeah, so stop trying luck. to grift the fucking local fire department. Probably volleys at that time. So, yeah, I, well, speaking to how we can't really, um, I mean, you can go ahead and so, some things, yeah, not to speak of McDaniel's character, but to his state of mind at the time. Uh, James Masser, like Braden men mentioned, was one of the troopers on the scene and reported to the local newspaper that McDaniel seemed sober and rational at the time. So we know, he's like, like he's soberish. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, in 1970s, sober could he's half probably, cut. There's like a yeah. There's a continuum that's Zell. there. Right that's now, like, Zell seems sober. Yeah. I'm soberish. <laughs> That's like that's like two glasses of scotch, four glasses of scotch. It's still considered sober. You can still drive. Okay, that's breakfast. <laughs> um, so the creature was nowhere to be seen when the police arrived as it had seemingly fled the area, but it had left behind uh, seemingly definite evidence of it actually being present or something had been there. So when the, uh, the police went around and investigated uh, looking for signs of the creature, they found scratches on the outside of the house um, that they could, that they, they're like, possibly these could be attributed to a wild animal of some type. They couldn't identify for sure what. Um, there had been some tracks that they found uh, going off in the direction of where the, uh, the creature had fled to. And when they looked at these tracks, they weren't able to positively identify uh, what had made them. But it seemed to them to resemble a, what they said was they resembled a dog's uh, track, but with six toe pads. And the dogs then, have five because they have the four fingers and then like the middle one, which is the fifth. They have like the dew claw? Is that what you're talking about? Well, they have like the four, right? And then the, the, the like the Pad below. Well, that's their pad. The that's pad, the pad of their foot. That's not yeah. a that's not a claw pad. But I think it's just a pad. Then, but they have the little fucking a dew claw like up on yeah. the ankle. It's like their little thumb thing. Yeah, the little dangly claw that gets caught. But in that shit doesn't leave up. a print. Except in snow. I, I don't know. Snow. You want maybe. me to get a? You want me to get a dog in here? We Go grab your dog right now. <laughs> let's see the paws. Hold on. Let's get some dogs up in here. Let's let's put Hold this on. to rest. How many? Axel. Axel, let's go. I need you for a If you're watching the live stream, you're going to see a couple dags here. Oh, we got a wiener dog. Let's bring him up. All right. All right. All right. Let's see here. Yeah. All right. Account one, two, three, four, and the dew claw. The dew claw doesn't have one. It's like 
Well, oh, she. <laughs> my dog's got dew claw. Huh? So one, two, three, four. Yeah. And that little claw on the on the inside there. Right, but like what you're going to be seeing, I think what you're going to be seeing, like oh. when they make the impression in the thing, is you're going to see four. I believe probably you'd have like the middle probably, pad, yeah, like the the middle yeah. pad. Then you'd see the four kind of toe pads, and this one had six, which was unusual. Super or it unusual. Could be, if that's what it was. Now, um, it, the, the 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 theory came up that this is perhaps a uh, you know a kangaroo. Uh, that was actually something that was thrown around. It's not just a product of our amazing our amazing recreation <laughs> of the event, uh, but. It, it, McDaniel was positive that it wasn't on account, you know, on account that he ha- reported having a actual pet kangaroo while he was serving in the army in Australia. Yeah. So, well, which and, raises a whole bunch of other questions. And the other questions for me is like, <laughs> not only did police think of the description of like, okay, well, three legs, you know, kangaroos bound on their tail, but they're like, there's reports of uh, a zoo losing some kangaroos. Not only that, like in a high, like another, a, uh, oh, where was this one? A man in the area also the previous year had reported a pet kangaroo lost or stolen named Macy. Macy. Yeah. Right. So there he was, maybe it's that Macy kangaroo. Like there's some like, I've never thought like wild kangaroos on the run would be a thing, but apparently uh, in Illinois, it is. <laughs> there's in the seventies, there was loose kangaroo. Well, I mean that, have you ever seen one of those like big red kangaroos? The juiced out ones, man, like just a fucking, diesel looking fucking yeah, ones, jacked. Their tail yeah. is fucking jacked, and they can they can bound 15, 20 feet, if not farther, I believe. Like they just fucking fly across the road. And in Australia, they're kind of like deer here, right? People hit them all the time. They're like they just will be, they'll go bounding across the road, and like, you won't even see them coming. And then you'll smoke your windshield or your grill, and the the lo- the long jumps but those ones are ra- those ones are rare though i was reading like the 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 smaller little gray, gray ones is the ones you see commonly but the big juiced out ones you see like very infrequently like even like locals can go a lifetime without seeing them the reds this is a, yeah like the big juiced out fuckers mm. the fucking this is a guy who has seen kangaroos before so he's he knows right. what they look like yeah but it's also he in was, the middle of the night it's dark and you're not expecting to see one in motherfucking illinois <laughs> Uh, you know what? Though? That's... You know what? Though here's the thing. Here's the difference. I think right now, if I if if I like, there was a scratch on my door. I whip my door open, and there was a kangaroo. And the, I would be, I'd slam the doors. I'd be like, "What the fuck was that?" But I think as I'd be sitting there, I go, "I think I f- saw a kangaroo." I wouldn't describe some like gray, slimy, like you know, monster. Like I get, I get that some of the description you can kind of fit the narrative of a kangaroo. But well, you get gray, three legs, be like the eyes are a little bit weird, the, but in the, the dark, arms and the little, the fucking little, you know, T-Rex arms. Yeah. But, sounds like a but at the same time, that let's, I would, I don't know. So like the climate at the time of like the knowledge of kangaroos, was that like, you know, did you have those like naked nature? I mean, we had, they had Captain Kangaroo. So they kind of, yeah, but like just a regular I mean, person, like, would everyone know what yeah. a kangaroo is? I don't know. Back then in the and early seventies, like, oh, that's a kangaroo. Here, here's what I would say is that we have to, <laughs> we have to take McDaniel's account as 100% accurate as what he saw because he was quoted as saying, I have a photostatic memory. What photostatic? Is that like photographic? I have no idea. <laughs> I 
<laughs> when I saw photostatic, here's this actual quote in the newspaper. He said they because they they specifically questioned him as to how he seemed to be able to recall so many accurate details that he was testifying to about his encounter with this creature. And he it's, is quoted as saying, I, had photographic a, I have a photostatic memory. Because it I doesn't said, change. It's static. It stays the same. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like he sees it and it stays the same and it's stuck there forever. Yeah. I thought that I thought it was some type of term, like an early term for photographic memory or something like that. I tried to look it up. It's not. Now I'll tell you <laughs> what, boy, I got that photostatic memories now. I synced it. It's got beady eyes. It's got three legs. It's fucking gray and scaly. So, um, and he, also that too. Yeah, like he I says mean, he had a pet kangaroo. Like, what are you talking about? How long? Yeah, were you, that's how a big long did you serve too. in Australia? Like, yeah, like know, he had dude. a pet kangaroo. Like, yeah, like where did you get a pet kangaroo? Like, how did you? I, I feel like that would. If I were the investigating officer, that would throw my whole investigation off because I would just want to talk about. I feel your like pet it, kangaroo. <laughs> for, well, yeah, like, well, but I also feel like the guys are like, listen, man, it kind of sounds like a kangaroo, and he's like, kind of embarrassed, being like, motherfucker, it was scary. It was definitely not a kangaroo. And then he kind of maybe embellished, like, oh, I fucking had a pet kangaroo. I know kangaroos when I see them. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, maybe he doesn't. It, it, <laughs> it's, one, the, the other thing is interesting is like, I've never seen a kangaroo up in close in person. And are are they like raccoons where they'll try to like get in places? Like, like they're looking for trash. Well, they're like vermin in yeah. Australia, are they not? I, I mean, I've seen videos of them like they are. Down, like, like, they like, like, inf- like Andrew said, like they, they're not the, well, the juiced ones, but like, you know, I'm sure it would be kind of scooting around and whatever. If these were ones, so yeah, I saw the, um, you know, the possible theory with the the supporting reasoning that there is perhaps, you know, escaped circus things because that was a thing. And it's really weird to think about that now. I was kind of thinking about it the other day um, when I was researching for this, like how uh, things have changed, but it's like you would have like a, a train of the circus, right? You had the circus on like a train tracks. Like it's just like, you'd see a train of like the circus going by with all the animals, you know, very uh, Indiana Jones, just the last crusade we, kind Dan, of thing. Dan, just before we get too far, I just, want, I just gotta make a quick call here. Call on sure. fucking our, our uh, professional here, our correspondent, our expert. Sure. G'day, mate. Good day, Byron. Oh yeah. I was got a quick question about kangaroos. Gotcha. Uh, please give us your personal opinion on kangaroos and any facts or knowledge you know about kangaroos. We're talking about kangaroos right now. Gotcha. They are absolutely fucking delicious. <laughs> oh, he eats kangaroos, all right. <laughs> ask him. Ask him if My they if they piss. Out there. They started off as like because they piss as dog food for um, people, and then they realized the good properties <laughs> of them, and now it's like a freaking suave, fancy, dancy bloody meat, and costs a shitload of money. But it's really good eating. It's a bit more, bit more gamey than uh, than deer. Okay, it's good eating. Artisanal. What's Braden's Braden's got a question here? What is it? What's uh do they hiss like would you say they hiss like a wildcat? Or have you ever heard one hiss like do, a wildcat? Do they hiss like a cat? Like a wildcat? Or what how do they, what kind of noise do they make? I, I don't know. I've never really uh been close enough or pissed one off because it's not something I want to get amongst. <laughs> I know they can't go they can't walk backwards. Can't walk backwards. Okay. No, them, hmm. them and emus, which is why they're on our coat of arms as well. Do they, uh, so they get in their garbage and shit like backwards that? Do they, uh, freaking uh, legs work and stuff. Right. Cause they got that fucking, so they got like a tail. So they kind of like, they got like three legs almost with, with the tail, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and the way they bounce, and the reason why they bounce around, because it's actually more efficient for them, because their their uh, tendons are like super elastic, so it's actually more efficient for them to bounce in long strides like that uh, for pace than it is to like run or whatever. Right? Do they have a, a problem getting into your garbage on your porch and shit? No, not not where I was. They're more just uh, bloody. Um, Grass feeders, like mm. they'll dig the shit out of your freaking um, farms and stuff like that. Where I was, there, there weren't that many of them, but up north they like they'll like dig up the ground and destroy crops and stuff like that. So that's why they'll cull them a lot because they're a pest in that regards. Now, and what's the most common kangaroo? Uh, I would say the I think the grey kangaroo. I don't know. Hmm. hmm. Okay. But up north, up north, I know there's a shitload of red kangaroos, and they're they're the big bastards that look like a freaking they look jacked. steroids with yeah. bloody pecs and biceps and shit. Hmm. Okay, we're talking about a possible cryptid that perhaps may have been an escaped kangaroo. There, I think in um, in Dreamtime Legend, there is like a big beast, scary kangaroo. Like big, like crazy bastards. Oh, like Aboriginal legend? Yeah, yeah. From memory, I'm not 100% sure on that. I might look it up. Hashtag look it up. Hashtag look it up. All right, Byron. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate. Happy birthday. Have a good one. Thanks, bye. It's, it's interesting because I'm like, then it doesn't, I'm like, why is this thing trying to get in the house? Like if it was a garbage pass, right? And it was smelling something inside, but it doesn't sound like that's the... It's more of like a pest if you had a garden or a farm that's going to dig up your shit. This is, like, if it's part of the fucking circus, though, this could be, like, potentially a domesticated kangaroo. This is true. Yep. Right? Could be used to the garbage, used to eating scraps or whatever it can get. But that's also saying that, like, the description, when you listen to the descriptions and you actually, like, listen to Garrett and McDaniel's descriptions, I don't listen to those and go, kangaroo, if you take that description and go, let me fit that into something that I know and could kind of make it seem like I don't want to be scared. So what could it possibly be? I'd be like, okay, well maybe I can't group, but I'm like, I don't, the similarities, similarities are there, but I don't, I don't really see that leap or bound <laughs> <laughs> to kangaroo. Didn't see that, myself. Didn't see that 20 foot bound. Hmm. All right. Just before we get, we keep going with the case because there's some more stuff we got to touch on, some more theories. We're going to grab a quick beer, take a short break. We're going to be right, right back. Now, and another interesting thing about this case is that you not only have two witnesses, you have a repeat witness because McDaniel uh, actually reported two weeks after his previous encounter, he actually saw this creature or perhaps a whole different creature um, again, like you saw the creature again, or perhaps it was even another creature. So on May 6th, McDaniel said that he was woken up uh, in the middle of the night by the howling of neighborhood dogs. Like the dogs were freaking out about something that, um, something which is kind of like a, is a common, uh, which is a common kind of occurrence with some cryptids. You know, you get the, the dogs freaking out a lot oh, of these dude, things. That's a common occurrence at my house every night. The neighbors got like 12 <laughs> dogs. <laughs> Or did you check outside for Enfield monsters? Uh, 
yes. Most of the time, it's a black bear who just runs through the fence. <laughs> just fine. bolts right through it. Doesn't even oh, stop. Yeah. You should see. I should send you a picture because <laughs> I had a like. It was. It's one of those like pre-made cedar fences, right? Oh, the panels. And last last year, uh, a black bear got scared by all the dogs, blew through it <laughs> so bad that it like disintegrated. So I've basically made a pallet fence to keep them out. <laughs> like it's just b- four pallets screwed together. It's probably stronger. So. Uh, <laughs> McDaniel, uh, already kind of having the procedure down, uh, pulled himself out of bed, grabbed his twenty-two, and yanked open the front door. And he said, "When he looked out there, he pulled, actually pulled saw- out his twenty-two like it wasn't fucking on him after that first <laughs> time. After, yeah, after be, the first one, he'd be tucked into my ginch at all times." <laughs> He actually cited the, he said he cited the monster this time and that it was actually standing out near the railroad tracks that kind of near where it disappeared before, but far enough away that McDaniel uh, kind of report, he didn't report feeling threatened at all by this creature. Like it didn't really notice him. And he was uh, kind of uh, like, he was fine with just observing the creature. And so he kind of described this, the, the Enfield monster creature just casually lumbering across or along the railroad tracks and that McDaniel didn't really feel a need to, to shoot at it. Rather, he just kind of, you know, watched it. It is kind he had, of just he had a newfound what this respect, could actually be. Respect for the creature. <laughs> so the fly <laughs> ate a fucking 22 bullet, man. That's fucking, that is what it Absorbed is. Absorbed it. So the first yeah. time he says it was bounding 20 feet at a time. And now this time it's right. just lumbering. It's kind of like well, it doesn't slogging s- around the track. Well, it probably it doesn't it didn't see feel him, threatened. right? Yeah, it didn't see him, so I'd imagine he's probably just chilling. Whereas the thing I, he does re- report it being like, and he didn't get shot this time. This is true, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it did bound away later. I think like it got to a certain point, and he says he reported seeing it kind of bound away into the night. So you know, it got to a certain point in the. Uh, and the railroad tracks where it felt like it just kind of took off. Maybe it noticed, actually noticed McDaniel kind of seeing him and didn't want a, uh, <laughs> didn't want a second 22. Recognized him. It's like, oh shit. Uh, oh fuck. <laughs> uh, so, but this, so the first report was kind of a one-off and, you know, uh, I think the, the, the newspaper when they reported the first one, um, while researching this, there was kind of like a, a, a kind of a spate. There was like an actual, like kind of a, during the, the early 1970s, there was kind of a rash of monster sightings all across the kind of like American midland. Like it was like from Louisiana, like all the way up uh, to, to Illinois and like Wisconsin and those areas. You have this kind of like local newspapers are covering a number of monster things, but it's usually just one off. So you'd have like a person would see a monster and they would be like, and then you just, okay, maybe they saw something, maybe they didn't. But this was one of those rare occurrences where you had a uh, witness sight a creature. Um, twice Critcher. in the same area. Critcher. Critcher. Uh, twice in the same area. So this actual report after the second printing, uh, this pulled on and triggered a huge mon- wave of monster hunters coming to Enfield oh. to hunt this beast. Well, we, we'd be there 100%. <laughs> There's the next monster flap, we're there. There's no doubt about Not it. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you had you had you had monster hunters, you had uh, cryptid hunter, you had actual like, people. Because this wait, wait let's, just, let's stop on monster hunters here for a second. How many pe- people take a guess? How many people do we think go by the title of monster hunter as their career? Wow, well, well, we, we, have, mod we have mountain monster mountain monsters. So there's at With least the four or five of them. You got fucking 
I play. Rick I play Dyer. Monster Hunter Rise. Rick Dyer, on, I guess. Yeah, Rick Switch. Dyer. Right. There are I millions mean, of people Master who play Monster Tracker. Hunter on Switch. So, <laughs> what? Tough. Oh, yeah, right. Monster game, right? You try to get us to play that before, actually. Never, uh, I never took. So good. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I might put it on my resume now. But <laughs> it depends. Well, what honestly, though, honestly, for. it's like okay for like for real. Like, say if you know we were all living there, Zell, and it was like you know up in the upper woods of Smith Creek for the last two weeks, people have been reporting this monsters. What are the odds that we would, what What are the odds that we wouldn't be up there with our 30 odd sixes putting around? I'd be you living I mean? in the woods for sure with my Winchester 3030. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. And, fucking, uh, what? What? 100%. If there's yeah, bullshit. Big, Bigfoot every three days. Someone's seen Bigfoot. Someone's seen Bigfoot. Someone's seen Bigfoot. We're going to be there. We're going to be living in the I'm woods. Not, I'm not necessarily going to, I'm not going to shoot it, but I, I, I got to see But you're going to go looking for it. Yeah, I got to risk your life. Yeah. I don't think there's any, yeah, there's okay. no way that if you've seen Bigfoot and you had a gun, you wouldn't shoot him. Listen, yeah, I fucking, I've been in the heat of battle with all three of you and you guys were all just as scared as me. <laughs> Zell broke his gun. Braid was fucking shaking. I don't believe that shit for a goddamn second. <laughs> Did Going I up in the woods looking for a monster? Get fucked. Come on, though. Once no in a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to be like, oh, yeah, of course we'd do that. But in real life, not a chance. 100%. Be like, well, I'm never going past Rutland. I don't, I don't think we'd get you like, to do it. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't get you Andrew. Wouldn't either. To, we wouldn't get Andrew no to do way. it because Andrew, when Andrew says he's, go, he's gone camping, then Instagram pictures come out. He's just at a condo. No, it was a fucking, it was a woodsy condo. Woodsy? It was close to the was, You know what the problem is? In the woods. It, the problem is, is I would, I would have to go because somebody would fucking call 911 for your mangled bodies after you guys got butt-bucked by fucking Sasquatch. Yeah. Then I'd have to come and scrape you up off the ground. Hey, you know what? That makes two good stories. Yeah. After you get split in half. You see what, the, you see what it did to that kid's shoe? What's it going to do to your ass? Uh, uh, live podcast. From the woods with Starlink internet. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, we've already oh, done a live awesome. podcast from the woods. Wasn't live. Or I guess we it wasn't did, live. We did record it. Yeah. In the woods. But like this McDaniel going and constantly saying now that he's seen it again and this, it's like it's it's drawing, it's starting to draw media attention. It's starting to, you know, like people are getting interested. People are coming down to the area. Um, and this f- pisses off the sheriff who's like, listen, buddy. If you keep inciting all this panic, I'm going to put you in jail for inciting a panic. Mass hysteria (laughs) here. Uh, Yeah, one of the and I mean, there's a bit of justification for what the sheriff was was kind of saying to McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel was out here, uh, you know, telling this story over and over again. And um, you know, they had at least one incident where they said they had five hunters uh, that ended up getting arrested uh, for hunting violations, which I don't know, like. Didn't we discuss that you like you have there? You can get a Bigfoot hunting license. I think you have to get a. There were some states that had a Bigfoot. Yeah, there was some states with a Bigfoot license. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna say, I think it's crazy that everywhere doesn't do that. Anywhere that does hunting licenses should offer a Bigfoot hunting license for fifty bucks. Because guess what? I would buy it every year. Every Every single year. There's no way. I mean, just in case. Just in case. Hundred percent. Just in case. (laughs) Fifty bucks for the off chance. You see Bigfoot. Right. Um, so they arrested him on that account, but also it, they 
they judge them to be a threat to public safety after apparently they opened fire, all five of them, and at the same time, uh, which they claimed that they had seen some type of gray, hairy-looking creature uh, that they spotted in the woods. So I just imagine, dude, I'm, I'm 100%, this is like Bunch mountain monster fuds. shit. It's like, bones, bones, it's like predator. And they're like not even shooting in the same direction. They're just like all shooting like over they're each other. Back and to like, back. You know, <laughs> all back to back to <laughs> shooting at the woods. Dude. One guy's shooting this guy, and then one guy's like got his rifle like over the other guy's arm. <laughs> like while he's shooting, they're just like shooting like crosses rifles, and it's just like I I feel like that's what was happening. At that I imagine point. And it was I imagine Jesse Ventura insanity. from Predator, and then when that whole military, <laughs> they're just mowing down the whole force, just cutting it with yeah. their fucking <laughs> reload, hundred <laughs> percent, uh, yeah. So um yeah, there is, I mean, there's definitely a reason that the. You know, there's a good reason that the sheriffs were kind of like, we need, we need to nip this in the bud and kind of get this. Well, someone's going to get hurt. Spread it if further. everyone's it's, wandering it's in the woods, a public, yeah, it's becoming a public menace. Yeah, you're going to have someone get shot in the woods or something, right? Like looking for this thing, spook another group. They've got guns. Everyone's just blindly shooting in the woods. It's a recipe for disaster. So I think the sheriff did a smart move here to kind of quell this, but. You know, it's still interesting that they have this account. You have, uh, and you had like, it, it was enough, like, I guess there was enough credibility or enough, uh, you know, it was enough of a sensation to warrant the attention of one guy with a the incredible name, Rick Rainbow, news director what? of radio station WWKI in Kokomo, Indiana. <laughs> Uh, Which I was, I thought Kokomo was a real place, like in the because it's in the Beach Boys song. I always Kokomo. thought it was a real place, like somewhere in the Bahamas. It's not. We can take it fast. Right. What? We can take, take it, it slow. slow. That's not where that's I want to go. That's where we want to go. No, that's a wicked radio name. They're like WKXP, Rick Rainbow, WWKI. Um. Yeah, I thought Kokomo was a place in the Caymans or like the Florida Keys. It's not. It's there is a Kokomo, Indiana, and a couple other places. In Kiss life. the rainbow <laughs> with Rick Rainbow. Wow. Uh, but uh, Rick Rainbow came out here uh, looking for the uh, you know if the intention of could be signing, like a child. He could be like a like a kid's performer. You know, right? One of those oh, skinny like rinky dinky guys. Yeah, with his guitar and rainbow like suspenders. Rainbow. Like, I, yeah. My kid would jam out to Rick Rainbow for sure. I would if my name was Rick Rainbow. I would have to. You have to. Hey, out of everyone here, your name is closest to being Rick Rainbow. <laughs> this is true. Who? Dan. Dan. Oh, Dan. Yeah. Like Dan could have an alter ego right now, Rick Rainbow. No problem. Absolutely. It's, it's pretty dope. You hey, know what? Dan really is looking for a new job. So yeah, it's hella dope. Keep it in mind, Dan. Uh, <laughs> out there. So um, now he had gone down there with the intention to get his eyes on the Enfield monster. Uh, and he might have met that objective because he claimed to have seen uh, what he described as a short, stooping gray entity lurking around some abandoned buildings. And from what I saw of pictures of, like this was like like an abandoned buildings. And it was, I saw some pictures of just like an abandoned like amusement park, like there was like creepy, like you know, abandoned like carnival site or something. There was like <laughs> that's where if you it's were going to sight a creepy monster, like that's where you would see it. You know, like creeping around the fun house or something like yeah. that, like Scooby Doo style. Like mm, no, <laughs> no, thank you, no, terrifying. Uh, and so uh, I, I guess this was also close to the McDaniel home, McDaniel's home, because you know this. I mean. It's, that's where you'd start, I suppose, a place that had been sighted twice. And uh, Rainbow actually 
reported later have having captured an audio recording of the creature's unearthly screeching, howling sounds. Um, I tried as hard as I could to find an actual audio recording oh, of it. Didn't find it. Can't. I can't find it. Yeah. It's probably been destroyed because it would probably drive you insane or something, but uh, for good reason. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I couldn't find I couldn't find an audio recording. Dan, you're not going to give us your anywhere. best and like guess of what it sounds like. I mm, <laughs> no, I, I the man with I, a thousand voices. Mm, I know you got it, didn't you? Be like something like that like because it's kind of creepy like that it's weird though because then he also said like there's a screeching and then he said it hurt sounded like a baby crying <sighs> which is no. which is funny though but like that to me that's that's no that's cat not noises. funny Andrew. that's a kangaroo that's, not but that's funny. a kangaroo that's, cat. that's terrifying no, that's fucking cat noises man like my cat like, we were, no, like, i get woken up by my cats in the middle of the night because i think my kid's crying but they sound like like the way they meow, all fucking weird when they're like fighting each other and shit. Sounds like they're like my kids crying. That's weird. Yeah, they do make and some fucked up noises. But like, well, I, but there's like there's like Illinois has got they have to have a type of big cat. They got to have like a bobcat or something, right? Uh, as far oh. as uh, wild oh, cats me, go, I'll look that up. Look it up. Yeah, pull it up. Real I'd quick. imagine they'd up. have they've they've for sure they'd have a bobcat. I'm not saying McDaniel though, but I'm talking about like, these news crews. They could have just as easily. Yeah, Bob Bobcat's yeah, the just, only the only big cat. Yeah, so yeah. they just could have easily ran into like a bobcat or something like that. They didn't get eyes sure. or anything. They heard well, it. It says cougars right. too, but it says no. It says it says they only have one native cat in Illinois, and it's the American the bobcat. bobcat. Sure, but you can so, find some cougars. Right, but I would never name. describe a cougar as a three-legged. Uh, but again, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. saying the people that heard it, not, you know, didn't synced it. These guys only heard it. Yeah, mm. it's, it's, that's an interesting one too. Cause I'm like, you know, it's the seventies too. So I'm like, how many people would have heard a wild cat at this time? It's not like you look it up on the internet. More, right? More people. There's probably, probably fucking double the population of big cats back then than there are now. Perhaps, yeah. If they, so, yeah, I would say that people might have been familiar with the sounds that bobcats make, especially if you're living out in that area. Like if you're, if it, if it's a native, but not Rick Rainbow, area, probably not Rick Rainbow. Well, Rick Rainbow is from Kokomo, Indiana. Like Kokomo, <laughs> maybe they have cats in Kokomo. Not sure, but the Kokomo. Yeah, cat? Okay, so maybe Rick Rainbow, not a, not being a native uh, to Southern Illinois, might have mistaken the cat thing, but. Well, and they're out there looking for something. So anything that they hear, they're going to be hypersensitive to and be like, well, what the fuck is that? Right? Especially when they're in an abandoned graveyard muse park. So uh, the thing is, like I mentioned before, uh, this this time, this this specific point in time, especially this year, there was a number of sightings of creatures with the kind of similar descriptions of what was being seen. Because just like... 70 miles, I say just, but still, like 70 miles west of uh, Enfield, there was another sighting of a, another couple of sightings of creatures that have become, that have come to be named, like, they call them the swamp slobs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great band name. Yeah. Uh, um, sounds like fuck. That's Braden's gym nickname. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's <laughs> an early WWE yeah. like wrestler name. Yeah. Like the swamp slobs. Kalen from Parts Unknown. <laughs> yeah, um, the swamps in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Uh in June 25th of that year, 1973, same year, you had um you had a uh Randy Needham and Judy Johnson who had parked on a boat ramp in Big Muddy River near Murfreesboro. 
Greensboro, Illinois. Now that big muddy river, like I looked that I looked that up and I that river goes really far. Like it is is a very winding river. Um it flows, not, baby. Not huge. But it it is it runs a f- a fair way from Murfreesboro, like east, like east to west. Um, like the Mississippi runs a fair way. It's very uh, it's a very original name as well. <laughs> it's it's descriptive, I'm sure. Uh, and so uh, they said that they heard something. They heard a cry about th- and a quoting that said it sounded about three times as loud as a bobcat, only deeper. Right, so it's like they're describing it in terms of the like the sounds of these creatures, and I'm you know I would kind of put money on these being similar creatures or the same creature or you know whatever. Um, but these people they know what a bobcat sounds like, and this quote like this indicates that they know what a bobcat sounds like. They're familiar with it, but this one didn't sound like that. It sounded deeper. It and sounded louder. stranger than what it was. Bigger, right? Louder. And so when they when they looked up, stronger. they you know, when they heard this sound, they said that they sighted some kind of uh, large, huge creature kind of lumbering out them and still making that sound, right? And enough to be, this one was seven feet tall and white, according to their uh, description. And this one had short body hair uh, that seemed to, short body hair or something that seemed to be matted with river mud. And this this is what kind of clutches it for me is that, there was another sighting. This one, this this sighting really clutches over me because you have a sighting by Randy. What is it? Is it Randy Creeth and Cheryl Barrel? <laughs> Cheryl Barrel. I think it's Barrel. It's it's Barrel or Barrel. No, it's Cheryl Barrel. That's not it's Cheryl Barrel. Barrel now. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, they were sitting on their back porch about ten thirty p.m. about um, and like around the same time, uh, around the same uh, dates, and they saw. Uh, something moving along the trees on the river uh, just beyond where their lawn ended. And they described it as seeing this thing that it was, it seemed white and like a whitish color uh, marked by dirt or something like that. And they kind of estimated this weighing about like 350 pounds. And it's about seven feet tall is what they kind of guessed with this large round head and with these long arms, which Cheryl described as kind of ape length. So kind of all the way hanging below their waist or something like that. And when they saw this creature standing, one of its most distinctive qualities was that it was seemed to be watching them with these glowing pink eyes. Oh, shit. Let me tell you exactly what this is right now. What's up? Solomon Grundy. <laughs> so, it's fucking Solomon Grundy. Died on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> or it's uh, him. whatever this thing has is a wicked case of conjunctivitis. <laughs> Just <guy>. pink eye. <laughs> Farting on pillows. <laughs> That's for sure, Solomon Grundy. Okay, wait, here Solomon, <laughs> Solomon Grundy rings a bell in my head, but is that a? Are we talking? Is this a comic book? He's or, DC well, zombie. He's Hulk. somebody who is born on a Monday. Yeah. Christened on a Tuesday, married mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. Is this a comic book? Took you on is Thursday. This like a, a worse on Friday. Died on Saturday. <laughs> buried on Sunday, and that was the end of Solomon Grundy. Wait. So this, I'm not. I, I, you could be making up Solomon Grundy right now. And I don't. I'm not no, he's a real thing. It's a. It's a. It's a DC comic. Character. It is a comic. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also he's a, a villain. poem, though. It, it, yeah. The comic. Yeah, the comic character was based off of a poem. Okay. Yes. You could. It was obviously based off of somebody creeping he's, around. He's basically a barrel Hulk in the seventh in, in the comic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, no problemo. It's it's interesting that you have. Because in this one too, 
the police again track and find footprints, right? Like they're obviously taking this <laughs> these reports seriously enough in this area in the 70s for the police to go out and, you know, really kind of look into this. Um, and they even found like slimy substance that kind of like goes into like mm-hmm. the first description of the Enfield monster. Um, Here, and here's what I would say. So assuming that the creature that they saw, so these 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 sightings, like the Mc, the the McDaniel sighting, Garrett sighting, um, and then all the way up to, and then if you're kind of following the timeline up until the um, the Barrel and Creeth sighting. I would say that you, the creatures vary in size, but not by much. And that what if this creature that they sighted at first was some type of, because they described it as being slimy, right? And then later you get Slimer. these descriptions of it being like either short hair or hairy or something like this. What if that thing that was sighted, maybe it wasn't like, maybe it wasn't a foot, maybe it was a tail or something like that. And that that was maybe like the larval stage of this creature. Or oh, it's like you know, first form. It's first type of form, form. and that when yeah, it right. when it metamorphosed or it kind of changed. So you're saying that third leg that was a dick the whole time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then the rest of the body just grew, caught up grows, to the dick. grows to <laughs> for proportion stake. Well, think about it because you had that you had the, it's a smaller creature there, and like the locomotion is a little bit different. It's like hopping and stuff like this, but then it kind of turns into what they describe later. The the swamp slob is more described as being a bipedal creature. What's well, gonna like, say though? Like the 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 dimensions of the swamp slob, like that. Like don't get me wrong, it's big, but that's like those are all achievable by a human. Like, but what if it grew out of that thing? Like the well, I guess early that, stage. What if what if this what if this swamps the swamp slob is just a fucking greasy dude living in the swamp? I mean, you could say same. Yeah, you could say the same thing about Bigfoot. You know, it's like, but what? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's like a, it's he's, he's seven I mean, foot tall yeah. and, and maybe three hundred fifty pounds. Seven foot tall, almost <laughs> dude. Fucking uh, Shaq. Yeah, that's Shaq. more scary than Bigfoot. Like, it's it's interesting <laughs> to a, me that like you have this like three years like where it's you have a monster flap. Right in in this area mm-hmm. where yeah. the police are taking these accounts seriously, I really feel that if I called the police down, I was like, "Hey, I think I saw like a like a like a three legged slimy thing." I don't even know if they would come. Right, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like but you. It's it, it's interesting to me that where I'm like, well, obviously to me looking at this area, I'm like, well, people had seen enough. People had seen stuff where they're like these reports are taken seriously, which makes me wonder that what's in the area that's either drawing these things in. I like your idea, Dan, that maybe this thing evolved into what we're seeing now. But I also was thinking like, maybe this thing is shrieking because it calls those other little things with the three legs, right? And it's like, I'd I'd also make the case for that is, yeah, it is some type of highly adaptable, maybe, you know, quickly adapting beauty mutation or something like that. Like because, it? Or uh, like if you think uh, back, the thing? Well, I would say like when you think, when you go back to the McDaniel encounter and he said he shot it and it got, it, you know, that got some type of reaction from the thing. He said that he hit it, right? Later on in the encounters, like even the ones, like you had two hunters uh, that were in the Enfield area during the kind of the, the monster hunter frenzy. They reported like opening fire on some type of creature in the brush, like kind of, this whitish, grayish looking creature. And they said that their bullets had no effect, that this thing didn't even slow down. So what if it was adapting 
like while on the fly, like it, it started to become like oh. its skin became tougher because it know it needed that. Like it started to adapt to its, you know, bipedal oh, locomotion weird. seems to be the kind of, uh, you know, the, the dominant trait for the dominant species. Maybe it was just morphing, like it was just adapting to its surroundings. You know what this place, this area of Illinois is the nickname of, like that's what they called it? What? The Devil's Kitchen. Wait, isn't that a comic legit. book reference again? That I'm no, that's Hell's Kitchen. This is this is real. Like they <laughs> oh, okay. call this Devil's Kitchen. I can't it's tell. It's got Devil's Kitchen Lake and shit like that. I can't that. tell like, with you anymore. There's so Stop many references I don't you. understand. <laughs> Why would you name it Devil's Kitchen Lake? Because it's <laughs> fucking. Uh, there's monsters everywhere. That's why, why the devil's you? bacon is monsters, man. Yeah, out of clay. <laughs> it, Seven foot tall, fucking Solomon Grundy's. <laughs> With big dicks. I, I like that though. It's like some sort of adaptable thing it's that's growing, right? Which makes you think like, what happened after you know June twenty fifth, nineteen seventy three? Where is this thing? Right? Is it well, seeing a lot, like, or does it? It hasn't hurt anybody that we know of. Ah, we would have heard something. There was no like. Is there any missing people? and missing people around the? Do time. you see any more seven foot homeless guys creeping around the swamps anymore? Hmm. They're all gone. The swamp thing. The swamp slob got him. Back on that, calling the cops on Bigfoot or any t- any cryptid, I would never say right away, it's like, hey man, I've seen okay. Bigfoot. I would say, hey, there's an no. intruder. I need help. Of course. And then when they got there, yeah. I go, it was Bigfoot. I'm pretty sure. May or may not have been Bigfoot. <laughs> I th- I'm 98% sure it was Bigfoot. Uh, but I couldn't tell you that over the phone because you fuckers know you're not going to show up. So I tell you it's an intruder first, then they're going to show up. Then you tell them it's Bigfoot, and then they go, "Okay, what do you what do you want us to do about it?" And I go, "Kill it, kill it." <laughs> Help! Uh, yeah. So the, so I the hope name you guys brought Dev- your Bigfoot hunting licenses. <laughs> so the the name Devil's Kitchen came from Native Americans and pioneers of the region that reported strange sights and sounds and unexplained phenomenon, and that's why. Then they, their only excuse for it was it could only be the work of the devil. So oh, that's, that's pretty badass, creature. actually. Right. So maybe that thing's like a like a like a devil's creature or something. Like it's uh, some sort of demon that's a, adapting and changing yeah. and growing. We're not sure if it's yeah if it's always been there. Now or is it's it the governor that just recently arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's who the governor, governor of <laughs> Illinois is. Just... No, isn't it Obama? I, there is, um, and like remember the first story with the kid who got a shoe mangled. Yep. Right. There are accounts that he did end up admitting that he made that story up because he wanted a pair of new shoes. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, the, the, but get this, the guy that went to go try to like track him down to talk about him, they talked to the mayor about it, couldn't talk to him because uh, in his early 20s, he was shot in the back by his wife with a shotgun. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, dude. He married Murdered. the monster. Shot in the Apparently. back? <gasps> she yeah. was the monster. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's like plenty of accounts of him like admitting, but you know, but those are all after the fact. Saying, hey, it's not like we can ask him now, right? So it's it's one of those ones yeah, where it's dead. like if someone's just like, oh yeah, he f- admitted it was f- bullshit. Yeah, maybe right? he maybe I don't know. Maybe his wife was a plant, and he was uh, he was about to go back on it. He's like, you know, couldn't live with the guilt of you know the covering up. He's like, people have to know about this, and then and she was smoked. like, no, I'm sorry. Keep the change. <laughs> you fit the animal. <laughs> it, it's 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 still like a terrifying account to me of like that initial account of like McDaniel just and the kids, you know, coming home to see your kids that yeah. worried, and then 
just there's something at your door and you're just like it's a fucking three-legged creature and again hashtag look it up because this thing looks terrifying um and you would shit yourself if that was at your front door there's no way you would mistake it for a kangaroo (laughs) no way um this this account and like the whole kind of a, the events surrounding it is uh, very to me it was very reminiscent of like a H.P. Lovecraft story like a like a 1970s H.P. Lovecraft story like of some strange creature uh, harassing a a purveyor of antiquities yeah <laughs> if you want to put it that way you can word it that way <laughs> uh, which is like 80 percent of H.P. Lovecraft stories. <laughs> Uh, so this one, this one is interesting to me, and I, I found it kind of fun. Uh, you know, aside from poor, poor Garrett's uh, now his ending apparently, but uh, That's rough. the whole thing is just kind of like it's it's a really wild one of those ones where you have um, multiple witnesses, and you get the you get the fun uh, monster hunters uh, descending on a town, yeah, uh, Rick searching Rainbow. for this thing. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting case, and Rick Rainbow, uh, lots of personalities in it. Like this is a very cool case to kind of to. To, that we got to cover, so yeah, I enjoy a it. little different cryptid too, you know. Yeah, aside from the the fact that there might be some kind of shape shifting, uh, otherworldly monster that's <laughs> like fast prowling adaptable. around the big muddy river in southern yeah. Illinois. So that's another place that we probably want to avoid mm. for now. <laughs> for now, <laughs> until they get the infield monster hunting licenses, and then we can go. <laughs> no matter what cryptid license you could purchase in your state or province, just just. Buy it just in case. Yeah, gotta have it just in case. Hundred percent. I and I mean, I don't condone just opening fire on things in the night. Make sure it's but, Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, make sure. Anyways, <laughs> start blasting. Yeah, just walk out there and start blasting. It, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> again. This one. This one is. It's interesting. All the accounts in uh, in in quick succession. And there's like, there's tons of other stuff. There's like a poltergeist in Enfield too. That was pretty famous. Like Enfield's got a, that was in England. That's England. Is it? Oh, I thought it was in the same spot. I'm pretty, we talked talked about that one. Did we talk about the Enfield poltergeist? Yeah. Didn't remember that. But, (laughs) so maybe it's just a place with a monster flaps. (laughs) That could have been a case while you were uh, post six beers and we'll, we'll let it slide. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so interesting case file for sure. Yeah, let us know what you think. You know where to find us. AlienTheorist.com. All the links are there. Can't miss it. Who do we got this week for Theorite of the Week? Oh, we have... Put that toque back on. We have Blushing Cat Lady on Instagram who knitted the theorist this giant toque that I'm going to get to Zell. It's, uh, it's made especially for... His Yukon gold <laughs> head. Uh, it's uh, reversible. It's got the alien eyes. It's pretty awesome. It's hand knit. Um, she does amazing work. You can find her stuff at Instagram at, at blushing cat lady knits. Uh, she's got tons. She actually made an awesome, an unbelievable like alien turtleneck sweater where the, the turtleneck flips up to an alien head. Um, amazing stuff. Um, and thanks for this. I will make sure Zell gets it on his monster dome. Yeah, I, I won't need a, a pair of uh, earmuffs to make it fit my dome. So, Well, you know what's funny? I'm going to throw it in the dryer after this, so when you put it on, it looks normal, so everyone thinks your head's this big. <laughs> Perfect. Always looking out for me. As we always say, if you want to support the show, support your favorite podcast, 
alientheorist.com. Find the link for the support, the Patreon, the Supercast. Help your boys out. Ad-free, early. Help independent podcasting. We'd appreciate it. This week's newest supporters. Star Boyden. Mark Pearson. This guy did it just for my birthday, I believe. Zell is by far the best one. <laughs> a full-year pledge by Willie Fistergash. And that's a top-tier. Top-tier full-year pledge. Top Absolute Woo. legend. Oh, yeah. Brock Tamas. Thank you very much, Mr. Fistergash. Mr. Fistergash. Brock Tamas Prime. Brocktimus Prime, I think. Oh, uh, Brocktimus Prime. <laughs> better. better. Better cadence on that one. Cody Hatley, Chris Moreno, Michael Muya, I think so, Taylor Gibbs, Josh, Brandt, and George Vasquez. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in after hours. <laughs>